Hello and welcome to episode 19 of Wise Choice, an official Wise Music podcast. We're your hosts, I'm Adam. And I'm Paula and we're the Daydream Club. Yeah, and today we're looking at the early days of house and dance music. Whoop whoop! Yeah. Um, so we're going to start in Chicago where it's kind of a big part of developing that house sound um, and taking a look at a couple of the early pioneers of house. This so. is going to be fun for me because I am... Um, like I listen to music, but I've not looked into any of the history of like house or dance or anything like that. Well, I literally me, me just either. like, oh, this is it's a house track. This is like a yeah. <laughs> it was it's a pure learning curve for me. I, mean, yeah. I love house music. I love dance music, but yeah, it's 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 complicated thread to weave as well to try mm. and follow. Okay, I've struggled to to follow the thread because it was such a a free time of sampling and borrowing and mm. mixing and bootlegs and. So along that line, that thread, it's hard to know where things end and where things begin and where okay. things have been mashed together. So I hope I've got everything right. Apologies if not, but <laughs> we'll, okay. we'll see how we go. It's, it's a journey. Yeah. You know? yeah. So let's, let's take a journey. So the, the first track um, felt like a good place to start. This is what kind of kicked <laughs> off the whole I found this track and I was like, ah. Oh, Yes, yeah, got to yeah. build something around this. This is awesome. So this was the inspiration that kicked off this for the whole thing. Episode, yeah, yeah, then I had to look for more house and try and see if I can, you know, dig around. Um, so the track is "Your Love." Yeah, and I always thought it was by Frankie Knuckles, who is kind of known as being a bit of a pioneer and originator of house music. Mm. Um, but as I dug into it, the name Jamie Principal also comes into the mix then, and so I'll try and explain as best as I can. Go on. So the track kind of originates from 1986 um, in Chicago. Um, and like I said, it's often thought of as a Frankie Knuckles track, but I think it was originally written by Brian Walton under the alias Jamie Principal. Oh, okay. Or at least I'm, I'm definitely sure that the, the lyrics and the vocals were definitely written by him. I'm then unclear as to whether Frankie then added some keyboards I don't know. It's okay. a bit blurred for me, but I think Jamie did the original thing and then it kind of ended up in the hands of Frankie who tweaked, did more stuff. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so it was released by Frankie Knuckles in 1987 um, with principal credited as a writer, Yeah, which he originally wasn't as well at one point and then he ended up being credited. So that's confusing. Um Frankie Knuckles owned and operated the power plant in the 80s, which is like this big kind of underground club. Mm -hmm. um, and Jamie, Probably... Jamie attended his club yeah. um, and uh, kind of they got to know each other a bit through that. And he said that during the Reagan era in America, this is, mm. um, it was a place to escape all the craziness that was happening in the streets and in the world. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Just that's where they, and... they kind of cross paths there and then um i think principal developed a bit of a track like i said and got it into the hands of frankie and this was the first track frankie knuckles had ever produced oh, okay so he'd been a dj but this was the first one he'd ever produced it was a bit reluctant as well to do it but it yeah it, and it was his first version that he would play in the clubs which was on a tape okay 
<laughs> you following me? I am. I'm following. I'm following. Uh, yeah, I think I got it all. Also, just as a little side fact, Principal was working in the finance industry in the 80s Whoa. and created music just as a hobby. Wow. Um, oh so I think because of that as well, because it was like this sideline, I don't think he was driving it as much to be recognized or to make it as a, a career. writer yeah is that, do you think that's why maybe he wasn't maybe he's not had as much recognition as, he's, as he deserved like he's because he's not in considered in the music industry well, he wasn't like, signed or represented yeah. or anything and hmm. so he's not so much of a power but i think yeah, that's been re- rectified in the years that have Later followed years. Yeah. okay good and now he's, he's so we've got some recognition for works done and yeah things. so i'd say your love is probably equal measure between frankie knuckles and jamie principal like, maybe we sometimes don't know. Credi- we don't, we don't sometimes know, credited maybe. as jamie principal sometimes as frankie knuckles but okay it's all if you put the both it's names all in the in mix there then you're covering you're covering exactly, your ground yeah you? i don't want to <laughs> get anything wrong i don't you know well if we do then we learn from it but like exactly it's it's been a complicated one to read into right yeah, yeah. but and the bottom line is the i song. love the track that's it that's it that's the i like, love what's main been thing. done so however it got to that point great well done <laughs> yeah nice um, work so let's have a listen this is your love by jamie principal slash frankie knuckles
their vibes. Yeah, oh, and that... am I right in thinking that that's uh, Jamie Principal singing as well? Yeah, Kidding. yeah, I think that's him. Ooh. And uh, I mean, some of the instrumentation, I feel like it's him as Sorry, well. I'm not sure. <laughs> 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 I, I, I kind of just carried on answering you then. You know, I didn't realize you were doing noises underneath. I'm terrible um, at that. Yeah, I love that. Um, uh, like the Sim- tripleted, yeah. arpeggiated riff that just goes over the beat. That's so good. Yes, we like love things that. like that. Yeah, that you're, will you're come just... back. That will come back around. So just hold that in your mind. We'll return to that in a moment. Okay. Um, okay. But yeah, pin, I just love that sound. And then around the same time, 1988, there's another track. I just thought I'd include a little snippet, less popular one maybe, uh, Baby Wants to Ride. And again, it kind of is, I think it's a Jamie Principal track that has passed through Frankie Knuckles. Okay, so another little uh, collab maybe. Yeah, some something along the line. I think this one, you can almost, apparently Jamie Principal was quite uh, influenced by Prince mm, amongst others. But uh, yeah, he liked that sound. So, and I think you can hear a bit more of that coming through as if Prince had worked on a dance track or something. Okay, if he'd okay. worked on an old school house track. Uh, so let's have a little listen to that. Baby Wants to Ride. Jamie Principal and Frankie Knuckle. influence actually it's in the vocals it's in like yeah and also that little simple synth line that comes in in between yeah that little hook i feel like that is a bit princess as well but princess princess i said um yeah i think it's got it's got an edge doesn't it i like it definitely and such an 80s sound i think i can almost hear where like electro clash has come from as well like in that minimalist sound but with like a bit of a bite yeah very, uh, very cool. I've never heard that one. I like it. No. Um, so, moving mm. on. The next track you will have known, and it's been done in many ways mm. and been redone again and redone again. There's uh, so many versions. This one there? is, yeah, it's all over, all over the place. But again, its story is an interesting one. That we have no idea about, actually. You just don't think about it. You and just take the song and you're like, yeah, it's this song. Yeah. And you don't think, how did this song happen? So, so you're going to learn. You're the track is <laughs> You Got the Love by The Source featuring Candy Staten. And released in 1986. Everyone, I think I can safely say that everyone knows this track. Well, if you don't know that version, you I think you will still know Florence and the Machine's yeah, cover, yeah, yeah. which is more recent. But I, I think you'd know this. But then even even this one has been done in different versions. So we're going to play a version, mm-hmm. quite an early version, I think, that came out. But there are others. Mm. And there's one that's been done for like a, a football you know, tournament mm. and stuff. It's been really done and done and done and done. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're playing a really early version, I think. So this one was from the 80s, 1986. Um, yeah, so it was originally released in 1986 and then it was remixed and re-released in 1991, 97, 2006. Oh my gosh. 
I knew I'd written it down somewhere. Yeah, I, hadn't, I just glanced at my notes, then I remembered. Oh, yeah, okay, I've actually got the numbers. Yeah. I don't normally have the numbers. I know you don't like number doubles, do you? <laughs> <laughs> You're not um, going to remember them. So let me rewind a bit. The, the original Candy Staten track had been recorded for a diary. This is the thing I didn't know. This and is the bit you this don't know. really, I mean, like, I had no idea. So carry on. Okay, fun I'll, fact. I'll interrupting. The original Candy Staten track had been recorded for a director video. 80s documentary about an obese man who was trying to lose weight. Say what? I like, bet you didn't know that. No, I bet you got the love. You me. would never know that. You just like, oh yeah, it's just it's just music. It's a track. You don't think, oh yeah, that's been made. I know like specifically for that, like as well. a bespoke project almost. Yeah, yeah. I know. So and it gets gets more interesting. Um, so then Staten was unaware of the record's existence. Like Which, again. Of this current one that we're just talking about. That you got the love, the, the source original. featuring Candy Staten one. Yeah. yeah um, until she was told that she had a number one single in England. <laughs> and then she was, she was like, what song? I haven't released a song called You Got the Love. Um, and she couldn't remember having recorded it at all. And then after getting off the phone, she realised it was from the documentary that was never meant to be released on record. And it, was, it wasn't even like a, a track, was it? It wasn't an acapella. It wasn't was released. It? it wasn't ever released. But somehow, an acapella version, yeah, which, you know, if you're not musical, that's just the vocal version, had ended up in circulation somehow <sighs> and was then subsequently mixed with the instrumental of Your Love. Which yeah, by you'll Jamie Principal and Frankie Knuckles. So that that that's the mixed with "You Got the Love" by Candy Staten a cappella yeah. from the obese '80s documentary Straight that was only video. meant for video <laughs> VHS. Um, so yeah, what it's an interesting what an origin story, story for amazing. that track. When I started unraveling that, one, I was like, "Wow, this is crazy." I know that is so different. That's not even scratching the surface that, of all the other you know versions what, that, that that's come. That's like house and dance music, though. I think you're always going to have a more interesting, like, uh, origin story than just someone who's singer songwriter. Who's made a song. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it, it's more complicated. It? Oh, yeah. yeah and uh, and at that time, there was no real laws put in place or understandings of what you can Rights sample, what you things. can do. Mm. Rights, tracking, all of that stuff. I think it's more, everyone's representing now. Something's used, it's yeah. more represented. Or at least I hope it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it is. I remember there being a time when people used to say, oh, it's all right if you sample 30 seconds, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, you like a certain duration. I never put it to the test because I never felt like that was right or yeah. true. Um, so we've always just made everything because we know that we own it. Then. Yeah, so but our origin stories are all boring. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we made this. We made this. <laughs> we, uh, Oh. Uh, we have actually, we're starting a new band where we're sampling ourselves. Just yeah. So we're totally safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, back anyway. to this. Yeah. Shall we play it? Um, is that all my notes? Let me just check. Yeah, that's all my notes. Are we um, going to play it in full or a snippet? No, no, know totally this. in full. Yeah, you have to give tune. it the full, full uh, air time. All right. So this is one of the early versions of You Got the Love, The Source, featuring Candy Staten. Just 
Throwing my hands up in the air I know I can count on you Sometimes I feel like saying Lord I just don't care But you've got the love I need to see me through I mean, that vocal. It's it, unbelievable, isn't it? You're on to a winner. I mean, it's no wonder it's been so covered because you hear that and you just want to sing it. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's just so good. Yeah. But I mean, um, the Jamie Principles element, the synth riff and everything, it just comes together to be just... It's so, like a super mashup, isn't it? it? Is, I think what's yeah, happened there. super mega mashup. Um, there have been versions where there's not any presence of the your love parts and it's like a whole other mm. thing of its own, which are great as well. Okay. Uh, but I've always loved that, that <laughs> triplet riff. Mm. Yeah, it just gets me that does. Um, I was I was thinking about uh, Moby as well because I read his book, mm. and obviously like he, a good autobiography. He kind of went digging for like great acapellas, and mm. he found all those kind of old blues yeah. and you know really amazing vocals. Mm. Once you've got that, especially around that time, I feel like you know if you found your vocal hook. Yeah. You kind of, it doesn't really matter what you put underneath too much. I mean, mm. It does, but, you know, they were just such good oh, vocal They're riffs. amazing. There's, yeah. You don't have to do much no, then underneath. No. Put a bit of a beat and stuff and boom. And then boom. just that interesting voice having something interesting to say. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I do love those tracks. Yeah, me too. So anyway, <laughs> moving on now to um, the 90s, really. Okay. Um, but before we move to the 90s, we're going to go... To the source. Yes. Um, so, Adagio for strings. Yes. Uh, now, there's a, there's a specific one that comes to me, uh, but that's definitely 90s. Yeah, yeah, that's, we're going to play that. Um, but before that, I just wanted to play a snippet of the original because it's just beautiful. Okay. I know it doesn't quite fit into like this dance vibe we're setting up, but it's, but just, it's nice to hear the source. Yeah, momentary isn't it? interlude, yeah. So, Samuel Barber composed Adagio for Strings in 1936. Ooh, uh, American composer. Um, and it's from the second movement of his string quartet, Opus 11. Wow, I didn't know any of this. Yeah, I so there's thought, more. There's yeah. more, but that was just what was kind of pulled okay. out. Um, and it is gorgeous. I think it's been called one of the the, the saddest mm. like songs ever or something in some records and mm. some charts. but. It's that movement, movement, isn't it? It is, and it's it's quite minimalist, really. But that subtle movement that is always going on Graduating with the different up, parts. Oh, it's just yeah. Yeah. So let's have a little We're listen a to that. Dazio for strings by Samuel Barber.
oh, so nice. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah. Oh. It's just beautiful. It's really beautiful. And it is it is emotional, isn't it? You can feel it. Yeah. I mean, my introduction to this was from the dance track we were about to play yeah, in the mine 90s. Yeah, mine too. Mine too. I, I heard the... And I remember at I the time I... being moved by it, even though mm. it's a dance track. And that's that's what it is. Underneath is is that. It's hot. It's so powerful, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And, and then, you know, you turn it and kick a beak in and you, you dance into that. And then you then. widen the audience there as well, which is kind of cool. You sort of introduce it to people like us who maybe hadn't heard the 1930s version. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, very beautiful. Yeah. Um, so the version I was talking about from the 90s that I really remember, 1995, Dazio for Strings, Ferry Corsten radio edit yeah. by William Orbit. That's the one. Um, <laughs> That's the one for me as well. Yeah, so William Orbit is an English musician and record producer. And he created a kind of soft synth ambient version of the piece without mm. drums. Yeah. Which I didn't know. I didn't yeah, know that's kind of how it started, actually. Mm. It's basically the same sort of piece with just soft synths and stuff. And then as part of the album release, there was a remix by Ferry Corsten, who's a Dutch DJ producer remixer. And that's the kind of house trance version that I really remember. Is that the one that really took off then? Yeah. So it was actually the remix. remix I think it was the remix, yeah. That that's cool. Was the dance one? Mm. Um, yeah, I like that. Interesting, yeah. isn't it? So let's play it. Yeah, a bit of nostalgia for uh, going 90s back in kids. time to being a kid. That's yeah. it. I was going to say. <laughs> we should go back in time. Okay. I think this featured on. Uh, was it? Oh, what was it called? Fred and Perry go large. Or something? Was it really? It I don't know. All right. You know, from the the fast show. You're Harry asking me, but Harry Enfield. Oh, Harry Enfield. Is that, I feel like I'm getting all the names wrong. Yeah, I remember Harry Enfield. I think it was like on Kevin. that. Fred, Fred and Perry. Is it Kevin and Perry? Kevin. Where's Fred? <laughs> Where's Fred coming from? Maybe neck. Uh, okay. Yeah, Kevin and Perry. Is that the remix? That when didn't take to, off. When they go to Ibiza, that one, that film. Well, I think this, this is on it. That. That's kind of fun. Um, yeah, but anyway, it just represents a real time In for, the 90s. for dance music. Anyway, I think and yeah. trance and. Um, so, Adagio for Strings, Ferry Corsten, Radio Edit by William Orbit.
Oh, good balance to that. Nostalgia. It keeps you eating though. I, I like, and I remember because you always have like that little lull where you have a rest from the last track that's played and you sort of catch your breath a bit. And then the sort of, the bounce comes in, yeah. but it does wait for the beat. It does keep of. you waiting. It really builds the suspense on that one. Oh, it's satisfying yeah. when it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What a tune. Yeah. Really, yeah, really gets you going, doesn't it? Yeah, well, it does me good. anyway. Okay. Well, that's that's our yeah. history, though, uh, where uh, kids of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> yeah, it's great, though. Oh, I feel pumped after that. <laughs> 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 what have we got next, then? What are we following uh, on from that? We're sticking with the 90s. Okay. Which um, makes sense, because we're in sort of house sort of... Uh, yeah, 1991, um, with uh, Papua New Guinea by The Future Sound of London. Mm. Now, I probably couldn't have told you the title of the track or maybe even the artist's name, but I do know this track. Mm. I've been aware of it, but it's just, I, don't, I wasn't sure I'd ever seen it written down, maybe. Oh, maybe. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they're a British electronic duo, Which Jerry is Cobain and uh, Brian Dugans. Uh, they met at uni in 1984. And uh, Gary was a self-described indie kid, like <laughs> in Joy Division and stuff like that. And Brian was more of like a tech head. Nice. So it's a marriage of different uh, influences. I think together. that's what Gary said in an interview. Like, because uh, he, he was studying like music, not music, but uh, what was it? Electronics and technology or something. Mm. And Brian was studying music and technology. Huh, that's interesting. Um, but Gary realized that he made a massive boob by doing oh, no. like science and technology because it was like oh you said science they, and technology was yeah like all that kind of i can't remember exactly but it was more techie it was like so was it like a split degree where you're doing like one academic one creative well, type so thing? gary said his course was basically looking at nodes and oh. and connecting wires oh. which he hated oh, no. and he really wanted to, he was like a guitarist he wanted to be musical yeah. and expressive Meanwhile, Brian's on the music tech course, oh, right. which involved all of our new technology and computers, which was, you know, very fairly new in the 80s. Mm. And then pairing it with how to use that technology to make music. Mm. And so he was really envious of Brian's course uh, and oh, just who, wanted to be part who, of Gary that. Was envious Gary was envious of Brian's, Brian's course. course right. um, I think, uh, I, I don't know about Brian, but I read that Gary dropped out after a year from his course. Mm. It's but not anyway, right. It's not right, and you do know it, don't you? Well, that's it. And um, then they, you know, their pairing though combined Brian's understanding of technology, yeah, um, and with paired Gary's it with love of... Gary's love of music and other yeah. stuff. And the two of them come together to make something cool. Um, hmm. So Papua New Guinea was their debut single. Yeah, as that's an interesting the title. Why is that? Why? I don't know. I, I couldn't get to the bottom of why Papua New Guinea. Don't know why it's PNG. But. Uh, I thought you'd ask me that. So uh, then, then I, I thought, okay, well, here's some facts about Papua New Guinea. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it hosts 5%. You've got to deflect the, it. Yeah, the, the 5% of the global diversity, biodiversity. It has more than 20,000 plant species, 800 species of coral, 600 species of fish, and 750 species of bird. So yay, PNG. Yep. Cool. I think that's because it's not been overly explored or developed. It's been left to be free. Mm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. Um, I think it's my sister was born in Papua New Guinea, wasn't it? Yeah. I always have to... You, no, you're yeah, asking yeah, me. Yeah, 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 no. <laughs> I know you have some yeah, connection to Papua was, New Guinea. So my sister, yeah, she was born in Papua New Guinea. Um, so, obviously, that, this is a cool one for me. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll let her know. I don't <laughs> think it 
resembles anything of Papua New Guinea. I really don't know why they called it that, but and there's no you couldn't no I struggled no to internet get to the sleuthing of it. would no, uh, yeah, I didn't I didn't know, but maybe um, want it yeah. Uh, so the track um, samples the bass line from Radio Babylon by. Meat Beat Manifesto, which That's a good name. I wasn't familiar with, but it's a good baseline. It's a good name. Um, and also pairs that with Lisa Gerrard's vocal from Dawn of the Iconoclast, which is by Dead Can yes. Dance. Yes, which Dead I Can do Dance. love Dead Can Dance and that kind of ethereal vocal. Yeah, which Lisa's you hear come through got, on this. I mean, if you know Dead Can Dance, you know like the vocals on it are just something yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's what a great sample. What what like great sources to pull from? Exactly, and um, yeah. So and they said it was um, so they apparently wanted to be making sprawling cosmic ambient rock albums. Oh, wow. Okay, but it was a time of like dance singles. So they went with what was so they popular, they rolled maybe? with that. Yeah, and that's why they did this. And then I think once this was so popular, the label then allowed them freedom to yeah explore. So I think they've gone way more experimental since then. That's cool. And kind of do whatever they want. I love much. that. I love that. But I, it's a part of me that I kind of would like a whole album like this as well. No, go no, with what I like to work in pockets of. Yeah, inspiration. In sound, so in like, sounds. if you can get it to be a whole album's worth of the same sound, nice, and then yeah. move on. Yeah, that's quite good. So we we do projects, don't we? We separate our, our work by doing projects. So like a, a this sound project and a that sound project. Yeah, because normally you want more than one, don't you? Yeah. If it is good and you like it, you want a bit more. Well, but... you say that. I think that's again of us growing up in like the nineties and stuff, where albums were a big thing. But nowadays it's singles. So I don't actually, know if that's true. You know, like it, it was singles. You think about the nineties. There's so many one-off dance acts yeah. that you don't even remember the name. That's what I mean. Like you don't. Oh, I suppose, it yeah. wasn't so much about the artist's name. It just was. Lots of one-hit wonder thing. type things. Like Blue Dabba Dee Dabba Da. What else did they? I feel sixty-five. Ha, yeah. I know the artist's name. Yeah. Uh, that was right a big one, actually, yeah, wasn't it? Was but um, there's so many like that that came had one great track that did really well. Yeah. And then I don't know what else happened. Yeah, or... true, true. Okay, so actually in dance, you probably was looking at like one, like massive tracks. Well, and and, and, then and these said, I did read or... in an interview that apparently these explored loads of different pseudonyms as well. Really? And, and That's like fun. Aliases. Why and was they that? Said Why, what was the reason? Maybe that was a bit sketchy, but you know, they were basically... Was that but in order to get like the to next try and big get hit? the next dance hit? You know, okay. just these one-off hits. So maybe when you're like so maybe there was loads of dance artists that were doing just loads, loads of different of named artists to have one track. Mm. I'm guessing. Yeah. I don't know for sure. The equivalent of a modern-day Spotify fake artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's go. Move, move. <laughs> <laughs> we'll move on from that. <laughs> we, can, we cannot confirm nor deny. Um, so what that they exist? The, I'm just going off music business worldwide right now. I read that. Yeah, they, um, they do exist, don't yeah. they? But yeah, anyway, they do. we don't have to point it out too no, much. No. Um, so ba back pa to this. Papua pa New Guinea, Future Sound of London. Let's have a listen. Okay.
Yeah, I'm pleased we've included that one because it is a different vibe to the rest of them. But it's like, it's cool. I think it's like... I think it's ahead of yeah. its time, actually. It doesn't really sound like the 90s in a way. No. It, Cause, and I think it is because of that like dark vocal, like the atmospheric uh, yeah. type. Oh, I and don't it, know. It's, it's nice. It's very melodic. Um, it's actually, it makes me think of more modern artists like uh, Bicep and Fortet, yeah. Yeah. who are kind of part of a UK house uh, movement going on right <laughs> now. I was trying to think of the word. I was motioning the movement. funny uh, gestures. But um, <laughs> quite co- the words weren't coming, but the actions were. Like UK House is, yeah, is becoming quite popular right now. And, and that's kind of part of that sound. It's very melodic, but with interesting beats. And it's not mm. always just this straight house beat. It's quite, mm. got a funky element with a yeah. bit of swing, or a bit of shuffles going on in the percussion elements. And, and that almost touches upon a bit of, jungle in the beat as well it's all yeah it's nice isn't it when i'm not even sure if jungle was a big thing then i don't know i couldn't i'd have to look that up okay but that's that's another podcast that's another one yeah we'll get into that another time but um so we're, we've got I think one it's more, quite ahead more. Of its time. it is the future sound yeah you missed my uh hint then though. sorry what is what i've got we've got one more and more now <laughs> <laughs> one more and more left i don't think uh that's you probably wouldn't pick up on uh, that segue no 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 um. Yeah, so we're on to the last track, and it's it's a, just a great song yeah. slash dance track. Actually, I'd say it's a yeah, like a dance. song. I think she wrote it as a song, and it just so happens no samples to or be anything. This is all dancey. No, she's like a songwriter. There you go then. Um, so freed from desire by Gala from nineteen ninety seven. Sorry, nineteen ninety seven. Written and recorded by Italian singer and songwriter, which she calls herself yeah. uh, Gala. There you go then. So yeah, so um. She's often kind of tied in with Euro dance. Yeah, I suppose. But I read an interview. She's like, no, that's not oh, me. I'm really? not part of that. That's, oh, that's uh, she says, I often get called that, but that's that's not what I am. No. She says, I, I don't even know what Euro dance is. Okay. Um, so I think she was just writing songs. Yeah. And it just so happened that so that's how she wanted to arrange say, it. That they happened to have a dance beat on it. Because it is, it is like a song that you can dance to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Like Motown. Yeah. Just hmm. a different era. Hmm. But um, oh, it's, it's a banger. Track. It's, it's a great a tune. Um, uh, we had a little sneaky listen before we yeah before we sign off. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'm already bopping to what's going to come. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, we are Adam and Paula from the Daydream Club and you've been listening to the Wise Choice podcast. Enjoy this last track and thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. Yep. Bye. Bye. <laughs> My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no power, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no fame, he's got his strong beliefs. My lover's got no money, he's got his strong beliefs. One more and more, people just want more and more Freedom and love, what he's looking for One more and more, people just want more and more Freedom and love, what he's looking for Freed from desire, mind and senses purify it Freed from desire, mind and senses purify it Freed from desire, mind and senses purify it Freed from desire Na 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 na
If you enjoyed our show, you might also like Composing Myself. It's another wise music podcast which features interviews with composers and writers getting into the nitty gritty about how they write and their process behind it all. You can find links to it in our podcast or just search for Composing Myself on your platform of choice.